All right, welcome back to Inside Flicks. We're going to be doing our weekly box office. Uh, Rich, tell us, which films made the top five this past weekend? The number one film in America is once again the Super Mario Brothers movie with 59.9 million. Coming in number two is Evil Dead Rise with 24.5 million. Number three is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant with 6.3 million. Number four is John Wick Chapter 4 with 5.8 million. And round out the top five is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among the Thieves with 5.5 million. Now, I should say that that is just barely beat air, which was just underneath and it was a pretty tight race. Okay, so at this weekend's box office, Super Mario Brothers continues to dominate. That's not really a big surprise. I think what's a surprise is that Super Mario Brothers ain't showing any signs of slowing down. You know, it's, yeah, that's I not mean, really a surprise either. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the surprise is that it only dropped 35%. That's that's really low for especially uh, for a third, third week. week. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like a freight train at this point. It's like kind of humming along at a steady pace. It's and dropped as like about 30 to 35% every weekend, right? Yeah. Which is uh, surprisingly low. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly low. And there's no really big uh, box office competition until next week when we get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 to come out. Right. So it's 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 going to it's going to be on the the top 5 for a very long time. Yeah. It, it's very close. It's very close to reaching a billion already uh, by the it's end of this do it by this weekend. But yeah, this is a, a monster hit for Universal, and this is going to be the biggest video game movie um, in history. And most likely, yeah. I think after the end of its run, mo most likely be the biggest or the highest grossing uh, animated film of all time. Oh. I, I could see this beating Frozen, for, for sure could see this beating the Toy Story franchise. But I don't know, what's your feelings about its its future uh, potential? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely if Frozen 2 is the highest grossing animated film of all time with 1.6 or 1.7 billion, yeah, I think Mario's definitely going to outgross that. I think it's going to probably get 2 billion or get very close to 2 billion, uh -huh. which, yeah, will make it one of the biggest movies of all time. But uh, let's say the Evil Dead Rise, it made 24.5 million, uh, I think. I think that's a little bit less than I thought, um, for a sure. A little lower than I was expecting, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was going to get quite to 30, because that's kind of what the first one did, or the la the last one did, I should say. Well, any typical horror movie will open that around that, I mean, a, a, you know, a big buzzed horror film would open But I think it's going to have good legs, man. I think it's going to stick around for a while. I think, um, I think, I think it's still going to, I think it's still doing well. And the only, the only big star in the movie was basically Sam Raimi. I mean, was, uh, they used his name on it. I mean, there was no... A star fronting the movie so it's well and also you gotta remember the budget was pretty feasible and so yeah, it was all in one location right yeah i suppose and and it was kind of destined to make its money back uh that that is something to be uh, positive about and and let's not forget that it was originally supposed to be uh, um direct to uh hbo max well just ne max yeah. now yeah and uh and and the covenant man uh I guess more proof that Guy Ritchie should stop doing original movies. <laughs> no, uh, no. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Guy Ritchie, he just needs to like start doing sequels. Because as much as like you know, people might crap on a, a you know Aladdin or his Sherlock Holmes movies, that's what he needs right now. Because people aren't watching his original movies. You know, he's got multiple bombs. Uh -huh. You know, in the same one year. after another. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. in the same year and like year after year, it's like nobody's watching Guy Ritchie movies. And even the actors that star in his movies, like Jason Statham, they only bomb when they're in Guy Ritchie movies now. <laughs> Covenant did not do very well, but I think it did okay. I, I mean, it's not, it can't be that big of a budget of a film, but uh, I think the the word of mouth on the film is, is very positive about it, and and I think it'll 
it'll do much better once it hits streaming or or uh maybe, VOD but maybe. it's not gonna win any awards so i don't know if it's gonna if no no but uh, it, it's a good action flick look it's a it's a military movie that's set in afghanistan it's a kind of a bummer topic i don't think people want to really see this right now maybe it will mm-hmm. do better when it hits streaming but I, th- I think at this moment a lot of the military films uh coming out this year should be you know should be on their toes uh there mm-hmm. i think there's a almost exact same movie coming out next month with uh, gerard butler but if you're a producer oh. on that movie, I think you got to rethink your promotion because uh, this is not a good sign for them. Promote it more like a Top Gun movie. You're already <laughs> just kind of a typical action film like yeah. John Wick or something. Yeah, that'll be a real test on Gerard Butler's fame, too, because Plane, Plane was, uh, it was a, a lot more... Um, Plane was a lot more appealing to uh, Butler's fans. And, uh, and it this, this, this Yeah, and this, this next film, what was it called? Kandahar. Kandahar. I mean, that's going to be a hard sell for those guys. Yeah, and 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 Plane didn't do very well at all. It only opened to like ten million dollars, and it and it ended up making about fifty million worldwide. I mean, it's not good. Well, I think it did pretty well. Uh, VOT. It's always on the right. t- top of those charts when it comes and it out there. Yeah. yeah. So he, is, I think, I think Jared Butler's career is mostly a kind of a streaming guy. People like watching him at home rather than in theaters but uh we'll, we'll see how well kandahar uh, will do when it when it opens next month before we go into the rest of the top 10 let's talk a little bit about dungeons and dragons at this point this is what week five or week four for them right and so it's already made 82 million domestically it's doing over 100 million internationally uh, what's your feelings about this movie is this still a chance for this to maybe come up with a sequel no 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 it's 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 still too low for a sequel because the, it's a very uh special effect the sequel and uh it's too big of a cast for them to come back for it yeah uh, and, unless it does really you know well in uh on vod and then pay-per-view but uh, i don't even see that uh, being uh, enough streaming I, yeah. I don't even see that being enough because like i mean like you were saying rich this needs like a very big budget and usually sequels for this like they're gonna like do- they double they like to double down right and for a sequel like this for a movie like this with this type of box office in order to do a sequel i think they would have to like like you know cut the budget and like you know this movie was about i think 150 million to make they they could probably get away with doing a sequel for 100 million that's less of a risk but if you do that then you then chris pine's not going to return you mm-hmm. know and right. then and you know he he's been known to do this also through franchises so i mean um he's been known to hold out for more yeah uh it's not it's not looking good on for for sequel chances but it is looking good that the movie maybe on the long run will break even how about if they lower chris pine's uh salary but give him the director job does he direct no but he's directing a movie right now and so if they they could tempt him they could tempt him with a, a directing slot maybe he would come back maybe but more than likely i could see them like you know just recast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but still we had we had to we'll have to find out how it does in uh, future sales it's funny because it when it first came out i was thinking oh well this is bad and it's it's you know but it kind of held up for the last couple of weeks and so it's really in that weird gray area where you can't tell if it's a hit or not a hit i guess you could say well, right people, now it's not a hit but for the most part people are liking the movie yeah. and it's uh, it's clearly having you know word of mouth to the point that it's not having these massive drops mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it's kind of sticking around it's just still not making enough and at this point you know it's so low at the box office and there's so many movies coming out this summer 
that it's just it's not there's no way it could, it could they could do it it would have to like do something crazy like uh go up in the box office by like 100 percent or something <laughs> like that and i don't i don't see that happening well, yeah. it is other other than super mario brothers it is still the only uh family friendly film uh that's that's the only thing he's got going for it right at this time that's not uh, enough man super mario bros like that go see that seven times <laughs> you could say it's it's doing better than shazam too so yeah, that's the thing that's that's, that's a good sure. thing uh let's talk about the rest of the top 10 rich give us the rest of the top 10 coming in number six is air coming in number seven is the pope's exorcist number eight is renfield number nine is Bo is afraid and number 10 is suzumi Okay, so, um, like, Suzumi had a huge drop, but, I mean, that's kind of expected with these anime movies. Those usually have, like, a 60 and sometimes 80% drop mm-hmm. on their second weekend. What is uh, I, I kind of disappointing is that, you know, Pope's Exorcist and Renfield had this uh, 60% drops, especially for Renfield, because, you know, it did not look like a cheap movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, Pope's Exorcist, at least, you know, it, it made its money back, especially when you consider its worldwide box office. That movie's fine, you know, but Renfield, yeah, man. But I mean, it's it's once again, it's Universal uh, killing them themselves. I mean, with the Super Mario Brothers at the same time, so they should release that Renfield like at least in like September or maybe October. It, 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 you know, I during that season, there's not enough horror films a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or and maybe- this is a, a horror film that could maybe appeal to. Uh, audiences that aren't or, or that are very you know squeamish maybe they or just rather, maybe just rather watch this than something else just maybe in the regular summertime when but not uh you know easter easter sunday or whatever easter break yeah just not during the, the just not during the same time as super mario Brothers, right? <laughs> uh now let's look ahead let's look at the new releases rich tell us what movies are coming out in wide release coming out in wide release is Wait, are you uh you guys don't want to talk about bows afraid oh okay uh uh, yeah, so before we go into new releases, let's talk about Bo is Afraid. This expand this week uh, to wide release, and it did 2.8. That's about what you could expect for Ari Aster film. It's you know he doesn't make you know mainstream movies. He's there's an acquired taste to his movies. What's your thoughts on the film's uh, future? Um, that's it. That was the future. Is they got they got almost a thousand screens, and it it didn't fare. You know. It's it's less than three thousand per screen, and um, could have done worse though per screen average. Um, I think the movie's still going to stick around to probably make if if it's lucky, maybe make nine to ten million. But ah oh man, the movie costs thirty million. So regardless, this is not good. But it, you know, this is one of those movies like a twenty four new they weren't going to make that money back. You know what I mean? They just, they did this for Ari Aster. I don't know why. I guess they, they really thought there was some artistic merit in this movie. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe yeah. I'll watch Bo is Afraid and think it's a masterpiece. I do love Ari Aster's other two films, but um, uh, this is not good. <laughs> but he, he was never like a box office draw. He was not known for that. He's not like a... No, but um, Midsommar... Um, did fairly well, yeah. And, uh, you know, her Hereditary did $80 million worldwide. So giving him this budget, it, it did make some sense in a way if he was able to, like, repeat that same success. Like, hmm. if, they, if he was able to repeat the Hereditary success, they would be making a profit off this movie. And if he was able to at least repeat the Midsommar, Midsommar success, then 
they'd maybe at least be breaking even. Do you think, like, there's some fans who are pissed off that he has moved away from horror and he has now gone into these weird, quirky comedies, dark comedies, even though Bo's Afraid is kind of described as a dark horror, you know, with horror elements, but it's mostly a comedy. You think well, that- we have to remember, we have to remember Hereditary is a movie that split audiences. Mm. Just because critics loved it, you know, does not mean everyone that saw the movie loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love Hereditary. I think it's an incredible movie. I think it's an incredible horror film. But, you know, I, I've spoken to so many people that absolutely hate the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I've spoken to a lot of people that think it's a masterpiece. It's a very divisive movie. And I can see a lot of general audiences absolutely hating the movie. In fact, we kind of saw that, you know, um, I th- there, there are a lot of like kind of zero kind of ratings for his films online from general audiences. And um, you, you'll see the Rotten Tomatoes scores are for, from the audience, for, uh, from the audience scores are just significantly lower. So he was never going to get those people back. <laughs> and that was like half, that was like half the audience for the movie. So He's just been kind of losing them more and more as he went on. I think it's his movies got more divisive. I, it seems like he's been intentionally doing that also. <laughs> I, just, I just prefer Robert Eggers over him, that's all. Well, they came around the same time, and yeah. yes, I think Robert Eggers is probably a more, I don't know, acceptable filmmaker where, yes. where Ari Aster... I like Astor, both of them. Yeah. I like both of them, but I think Ari Aster makes up... He has more of a... He has more of a, a unique style where I think uh, Robert Erger is just kind of like open to like doing a lot of kind of different things because like I'm like the witch and the lighthouse and uh, the well, Northman are all three completely different movies. Well, I think he he believes he's like a Lynchian type. Of yeah, I think so too. Yeah, right. he has he, he's he's in that vein. Well, I think every time I hear Robert Eggers do an interview, I always feel like there's an artistic drive when he comes up with his movies where i think ari aster is just on the opposite level it's not it's not necessarily artistic it's like uh he is wants to troll people (laughs) well i do agree with that a little bit but i I, but i think hereditary like there's actually there's actually a great movie in there Uh um with with about about mental illness and blank kind of blending it with a horror Mm -hmm. film and all that but um i i think um with Definitely in like Midsommar and what it's what it seems like with Hereditary, oh, not Hereditary, with um, Bo's Afraid. It seems like there's maybe a little bit of a, a John Waters in him. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just kind of like wants to get reactions out of people. And it seems like that that's, you know, a lot. Of, that seems like that's a lot of fun to him. That that's kind of like how he likes to create. There's almost like a little bit of a, um, a- Andy Kaufman, if you will. To yeah, him. Definitely, just, yeah just, definitely. He's just messing with people. But I'm all for it. I, I, I kind of... I, all these uh, kind of mixed reactions make me want to see Bo is Afraid. I wonder the, the, the three hours originally kind of turned me off from the movie. Oh, but now I'm back in the in the thought of like <laughs> now I need to see this movie for myself. <laughs> I wonder what his movie would look like if he take away the cinematographer because he's been working with the same cinematographer since Hereditary. No, actually, probably his short. Did films. he do his shorts? I think he did yeah. his shorts. The uh, Powell Pogorzelski. <laughs> uh whatever i don't know how you say that movie, <laughs> that name but i i think he is the true kind of talent you know if there's an artistry with his films it's it's coming from the cinematographer and but i wonder what his movies would look like if he worked with another cinematographer um uh, probably a lot more like uh todd Solins. well i i would say todd, todd Solins is probably a, a, a little bit more deeper filmmaker than ari aster i'm not a fan of ari aster's by the way <laughs> yeah um all right now let's uh 
Now let's look ahead to next week. Uh, Rich, tell us what movies are coming out in wide release in theaters. Coming out in wide releases, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. This is the film adaptation of Judy Bloom's classic coming-of-age book about a tween girl growing up in the suburbs of New Jersey in the 1970s. Abby Ryder Fortson's stars alongside Rachel McAdams, Benny Safdie, and Kathy Bates. Also coming out in wide release is Big George Foreman. This is the new boxing biopic about the remarkable true story and comeback story of heavyweight champion turned minister turned grill master George Foreman. Chris Davis plays Foreman, while Forrest Whitaker co-stars Foreman's longtime trainer. Yeah, so uh, it really seems like Super Mario Brothers is going to dominate again for the for the <laughs> fourth week. I mean, not to say that these movies are not going to be good, and and probably for for Mario, it's going to probably be another somewhere between thirty to forty percent drop again. Right, and I think uh, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Probably the one of the most high-profile films of this week, but still, mm-hmm. I, I I rarely saw any kind of good press on it, other than then Rachel McAdams did some interviews, and most of it, the headlines were that you know she declined Iron Man in some of these big movies, and that's the only thing like that came out of those uh, interviews. I think the movie uh, are, are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. It's going to do good if you have realistic expectations. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, what 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 do you guys think the movie's going to actually open at? Because that's the big movie Uh-oh. coming out this weekend, right? Five I, million. I, and is that bad? For that? No. <laughs> yeah, because that's because I mean, Edge of Seventeen opened to five million, and yeah. it ended up making fifteen million, and I think that's kind of what this movie's going to do. And yes, and that's this. This is done by the same team who did uh, Edge of Seventeen. Yeah. So, so what more can you ask for? You repeat <laughs> the same success. Yeah. Well, it really depends on how how the movie is too. I mean, if it's even possible for uh, it looks good, you know, right? It looks good enough. Yeah, if it's if it's possible for award seasons, but I don't know. I don't know about that. It's too early. What's yeah. your, what's your thoughts on Big George Foreman? Uh, I, I, uh, that's what I was wanting to bring up. Like, is this able to get the Creed audience? And I think no, <laughs> no. I, if this had a if this had Michael B. Jordan in the movie, um, <laughs> or. Uh, some of this had uh, Logan Paul in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And also biographical films this year, particularly this year, aren't doing that well. But do you think it will uh, come lower than um, Are You There, God? Or, or I think so. I think so, unfortunately. Lower? Yeah. So if we're expecting that to come in at $5 million, what do you think that this is going to come well, in I'm at? Well, expecting- like I'm three? A, I'm, a, I'm expecting the market- are you there, God? Me, it's me, market to open around in the 10 millions. Uh, oh, you think wow. it's going to do good? Yeah, I think around ten million. Fingers crossed. I think Big George Foreman's going to do around eight, five to eight. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a, enough awareness. I, I think both movies there's not enough awareness, and uh, that's why I think Super Mario Brothers is going to dominate for 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 its fourth week. I think George Foreman himself, uh, the the real George Foreman, is too too iconic right now, uh, and. Similar to what uh, Ben Affleck's decision was to not show Michael uh, Jordan an uh, air. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a thing that I mean. They should have waited a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is just too. Um, I mean, it, it's just is is not George Foreman mm-hmm. on screen. All right, now let's talk about limited release. Rich, tell us what movies are coming out in limited. Coming out in limited release is Polite Society. This is the Sundance hit, a wacky British Pakistani action comedy about a stunt woman in training who hijacks a wedding to rescue her younger sister from the clutches of her evil in-laws. Also coming out in limited is Sisu. This is the new ultra-violent Finnish action thriller about a treasure hunter who fights a small unit of Nazi soldiers in an effort to defend his pile of found gold. This comes from the cult genre director of Rare Exports and Big Game. 
and returning to theaters for its 40th anniversary is Star Wars Return of the Jedi. This is the final film in George Lucas's original Star Wars trilogy. Uh, so yes, uh, Rich, are you excited for the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi? Uh, from what I heard, it's not even going on IMAX screens. Mm -hmm. I, I saw the original trilogy um, probably like 10 years ago, or no, maybe like 20 years ago now. <laughs> yeah, that was good enough for me. I mean, <laughs> if, if it's gonna, if it's the original cut, I, I probably uh, you know uh, consider it more with the original ending, but, but the Ewok song, then all that stuff. But uh, yeah, that's that's. I'm pretty sure this is the the updated version, which you know, who cares? more than likely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it really feels like a throwaway anniversary thing, right? It's just like kind of a second thought that went into this. I mean, I, I, if they were giving out free posters, I'm, I'm Michael. <laughs> <laughs> the one movie that I think it might, might do well in limited release is Sisu, Absolutely. this fi Finnish action thriller that has kind of like John Wick vibes. Yeah, and this film, I think it's it's got more screens than uh, it, we're expecting. Uh, Sisu actually looks like a pretty good action movie, but um, I don't I don't think it's going to do that well. Personally, I'm going to wait for streaming. Oh, okay. But uh, looks good. All right, now let's end this episode with uh, streaming. Rich, tell us what uh, what people could stream at home this weekend. Streaming on Disney Plus is Peter Pan and Wendy. This is the live action reimagining of the classic Disney animated fantasy adventure, which is inspired by J.M. Barry's beloved children's novel. This is also from David Lowry, the visionary director of The Green Knight and Pizza Dragon. And finally, coming out on Hulu is Clock. This is the new pregnancy horror that stars Diana Agron as a woman who participates in an experimental fertility clinic program. Uh, are you going to watch Peter Pan and Wendy this weekend, Raymond? I haven't seen the trailer yet, so oh. probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a funny that that David Lowry, who's kind of a you know highly regarded as a, a visual filmmaker, especially after The Green Knight, that he gets to direct this movie and it's going straight to streaming. Uh, just, uh, yeah, and this stars J Jude Law, so I, I'm kind of surprised that it didn't get a, a a theatrical release. But Disney Plus needs something to to um, juice up their uh, subscription rate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it for this episode. We'll be back next week. We'll see how well the box office does with uh, the new releases. And also, we'll talk about the new movies coming out next week. All right. Thank you. And bye-bye, everyone.